the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Dazed and confused. That was the headline on Drudge at about noon today with a nice picture of Robert Mueller to accompany that headline. Not exactly what the Democrats and their friends in the media were hoping for. Now, I don't know about dazed, but Mueller sure looked confused a lot. The last time we saw him, he was reading from a script back in May about a nine-minute speech that he gave. And he didn't write that, by the way. But today, uh, he was the Democrats' worst nightmare. And lots of Democrats, and again, their friends in the media, were admitting it today. Here's one of my favorites. Uh, Mueller had been asked about not charging the president with collusion. And uh, during the course of the hearing today, he said, well, there's, there is no crime of collusion. And that's why the investigation was not about collusion. It was about conspiracy. He says there are two totally different things, and there's no such thing as a criminal case of collusion. But Doug Collins, a Republican from Georgia, found something in Mueller's report that he was supposed to have written, by the way, uh, that completely contradicted that, and Mueller seemed baffled. Listen to this. Although your report states collusion is not so specific offense, and you said that this morning, or a term of art in federal criminal law, conspiracy is, in the colloquial context, are collusion and conspiracy essentially synonymous terms? You're going to have to repeat that for me. Collusion is not a specific offense or a term of art in the federal criminal law. Conspiracy is, yes. in the colloquial context, known public context, collusion, collusion and conspiracy are essentially synonymous terms, correct? No. If no, on page 180 of volume one of your report, you wrote, as defined in legal dictionaries, collusion is largely synonymous with conspiracy as that crime is set forth in the general federal conspiracy statute, 18 U.S.C. 371. You said at your May 29th press conference and here today, you choose your words carefully. Are you sitting here today testifying something different than what your report states? Uh, Well, what I'm asking is if you can give me the citation, I can look at the citation and... Uh, evaluate whether it is. Accurate. Okay, let me just be clarified. You stated that you would stay within the report. I just stated your report back to you. And you said that collusion, collusion and conspiracy were not synonymous terms. That was your answer was no. That's correct. In that, page 180 of volume one of your report, it says, as defined in legal dictionaries, collusion is largely synonymous with conspiracy as that crime is set forth in general conspiracy statute 18 U.S.C. 371. Now, you said you chose your words carefully. Are you contradicting your report right now? Not when I read it. So you would change your answer to no, yes then? No. The, uh, if you look at the language. I'm reading your report, sir. It's a yes or no page, answer. Page 180. Page 180, volume one. Okay. This was from your report. Correct. And I, uh, I, I uh, leave it with the uh, report. So the report says, yes, they are synonymous. Yes. Hopefully for finally, out of your own report, we can put to bed the collusion and conspiracy. Yep, they put to bed. And uh, probably a lot of Democrats and, again, friends in the media wanting to go to bed after they saw that. And that was early on. Uh, then uh, Jim Jordan of Ohio, who's a bit of a maniac, um, he wanted to know about some uh, some inconsistencies in who was charged with lying to the FBI and who wasn't. He asked about a guy named Joseph Mifsud. He's the guy uh, who told George Papadopoulos that the Russians had dirt on Hillary Clinton. And that kind of got this whole uh, fiasco started. He's the guy who starts it all. And when the FBI interviews him, he lies three times. And yet you don't charge him with a crime. You charge Rick Gates for false statements. You charge Paul Manafort for false statements. You charge Michael Cohen with false statements. You charge Michael Flynn, a three-star general, with false statements. But the guy who puts the country through this whole saga starts it all for three years. We've lived this now. He lies, and you guys don't charge him. And I'm curious as to why. 
Well, we can't get into it, and, uh, and it's obvious, I think, that we can't get into charging decisions. When the FBI interviewed him in February, FBI interviews him in February, when the special counsel's office interviewed Mifsud, did he lie to you guys, too? Can't get into that. Did you interview Mifsud? Can't get into that. Is Mifsud Western intelligence can't or Russian intelligence? Can't get into that. A lot of things you can't get into. What's interesting, you can charge 13 Russians no one's ever heard of, no one's ever seen, no one's ever going to hear of them, no one's ever going to see them. You can charge them. You can charge all kinds of people who are around the president with false statements. But the guy who launches every, the guy who puts this whole story in motion, you can't charge him. I think that's amazing. I'm not certain I I, I agree with your characterizations. Well, I'm reading from your report. Mifsud told Papadopoulos. Papadopoulos tells the diplomat. The diplomat tells the FBI. The FBI opens the investigation July 31st, 2016. And here we are three years later, July of 2019. The country's been put through this. And the central figure who launches it all lies to us. And you guys don't hunt him down and interview him again. And you don't charge him with a crime. Now, here's the good news. Here's the good news. The president was falsely accused of conspiracy. The FBI does a 10-month investigation. And James Comey, when we deposed him a year ago, told us at that point they had nothing. You do a 22-month investigation. At the end of that 22 months, you find no conspiracy. And what's the Democrats want to do? They want to keep investigating. They want to keep going. Maybe a better course of action, maybe a better course of action is to figure out how the false accusation started. Maybe it's to go back and actually figure out why Joseph Mifsud was lying to the FBI. And here's the good news. Here's the good news. That's exactly what Bill Barr is doing. And thank goodness for that. That's exactly what the Attorney General and John Durham are doing. They're going to find out why we went through this three-year saga and get to the bottom of it. The time of the gentleman has expired. That was not a good exchange for the Democrats there. And uh, they were hoping for some bombshells today, or at least some material that would justify uh, talking about impeachment right up until, I guess, Election Day in 2020. What they got is a lot of people feeling sorry for Robert Mueller. Uh, He looked old and befuddled. And I can say that because he's not that much older than I am. Uh, Michael Isikoff, that's a famous name, a a Democrat investigative reporter and a a guy who has come after Trump pretty hard and is uh, he's a liberal, a raging liberal who works for Yahoo now. This is what he tweeted. Mueller looks increasingly befuddled. Oh, wait, that's the word I used. Uh, Not a word the Democrats were hoping for coming out of the meetings. Um, I don't think that was the – I don't think befuddled is is a good thing. Um, And that's what he said. And then there's uh, Obama's guy. Remember David Axelrod, the guy who was uh, Obama's uh, campaign guy and his chief advisor? I think he was his chief of staff at one point. He tweeted this this morning. In fact, what Mueller appears to be promising is a deeply unsatisfying five hours to those who expect him to blaze new trails. Uh, Bob fulfilled that promise. And how about this? From This is from Trey Gowdy. Now, he's a, a Republican, a former Republican congressman from South Carolina, but I, I like it. He says, the person who learned the most about the Mueller report today was Bob Mueller. <laughs> So, uh, not a good day for Mueller. Uh, The Democrats, or, as again, their friends in the media. So, you can go home tonight and pick which network spin you want to watch, but it's going to be hard for them to spin this one positively for the Democrats. We'll be back. We're talking to Rocky Blyer. He's involved with the Miracle League of Moon Township and the construction of a Miracle League athletic field. The fields are designed to make it possible for kids with special needs to play sports. Every child, no matter what the situation, deserves a chance to be able to play, to compete, and have a place that's safe, takes care of needs, that's organized. This will be the fourth Miracle League field that will be built. Now we got four places to be able to travel, so it broadens the whole interest of sports. It's just terrific for a community. To do that. There's a buddy system I thought was pretty impressive. What's that all about? Kids with special needs have a buddy, a child who's in school. It's like having an older brother or 
sister involved with you. So it's really good and that everybody has human dignity of being able to participate. The website is miraclesinmoon.org. Check it out and let's help make this dream a reality. Hey, Rocky, thanks. And uh, we'll be talking hey. to you again about this project. Appreciate you coming on to talk about it. Thank you for having me. All right, man. Take it, it easy. Thanks. Rocky Blyer, right, and we'll be right back. What is it costing you in vet bills for that convenience of just pulling open a bag of formulated, extruded, processed cereal bits? That costs a ton of money anyways. How do you feed your dog to derive not only energy, but a good coat, bright eyes, and a great attitude? Come to Dynavite for help. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I found his raw meat diet on Dynavite.com. With just the raw meat and the eggs and the Dynavite and the Super Omega on top of it. Try Super Omega fish oil. Buy two. Get one free. Ground beef, white rice, um, eggs, including the shells, and the Dynavite supplement, and then the Lico Chops. Try Lico Chops. Buy two. Get one free. It just balances out his body and his mind and his spirit. Adding Dynavite to their diet has every single dog in my kennel looking better than they have ever looked. Their skin is so much better now that they're on the raw diet. I don't even give them the kibble anymore. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Once upon a time, many years ago, customers would find your business with this big, thick book full of phone numbers and competitors' phone numbers. It was a heavy, cumbersome, yellowish-looking thing. I believe they called it a phone book. You'd place your ad in the book and hope customers would call. Hello? We've come a long way. Now, there's Salem Surround. We help deliver customers right to your front door with targeted digital marketing. These are the tools of the 21st century smart businesses use to succeed. And our team at Salem Surround can guide you through all the available options with the expertise to manage all your digital marketing under one roof so you can spend time taking care of your customers. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. With Salem Surround, there are no limitations on how and where you can reach customers. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Do you find yourself struggling to get comfortable while trying to read or watch TV in bed? Consider an adjustable bed from the original Mattress Factory and elevate your sleep experience. Raise your head and feet to the zero gravity position to help relieve joint pressure and provide optimal comfort. The original Mattress Factory offers two models of high-quality adjustable beds at an excellent value. Both models are designed to pair perfectly with an original mattress. Visit an original mattress factory location near you to find the perfect adjustable bed and mattress for you. Sleep impacts your ability to focus, learn, and solve problems. But according to Harvard Medical School, only 11% of American college students are sleeping well. At the original mattress factory, we can't guarantee that your college student won't stay up until 3 a.m. cramming before a big exam. But we can provide a hand-built, high-quality mattress at a factory-direct price when they are finally ready to get some rest. Visit an Original Mattress Factory store near you or go to OriginalMattress.com to learn more. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, here's a... A story uh, that won't get the attention it deserves, and it has nothing to do with uh, Bob Mueller, fortunately for everybody. Uh, but it, it, it won't get the attention it deserves because of these hearings that went on today, and that's what everybody's going to be talking about. But it should get a, a lot of attention at some point and probably won't. It's kind of a sports story because it will make you think of Colin Kaepernick. Remember him? And the fiasco he started by taking a knee during the National Anthem a couple of years ago. Here's what he said shortly after taking the knee. There is police brutality. Uh, People of color have been targeted by police. So that's a large part of it. And they're government officials. They're put in place by the government. So, you know, that's something that this country has to change. There's things we can do to, you know, hold them more accountable, make those standards higher. Well, uh, you heard what he said there. People of color have been targeted by police. That's uh, one of those statements that's just... Most people, even even a lot of conservatives, I think, would just nod their head in agreement when they hear somebody say that. Uh, there's a, an organization called the Brookings Institute, and they held a, uh, a panel discussion back in October of 2018, last year. And um, the uh, on their website, it says, highlights from an event on police shootings of unarmed black males in America. And the first sentence of this uh, piece on the site reads, 
Unarmed black males continue to be disproportionately victimized by police violence in America. Now, there was a guy who was on that uh, that panel, that, that uh, and this is another another panel that I guess was a little bit later on October twenty sixth, the Race Prosperity and Inclusion Initiative at the Brookings Institute. Institute they hosted a moderated discussion with legal, academic, and advocacy experts to examine these pressing issues and explore policy opinions to address the cycle of excessive police force against black males. Um, and uh, this guy's name is Quadwo Frimpong. He's a senior research analyst in the Race, Prosperity, and Inclusion Initiative. Here he is. Black males, relative to their 21% share of all national fatal shootings in the country, represent an even greater proportion of unarmed fatalities at about 34%, uh, a little over a third. And more specifically, an unarmed black male is killed by a police officer at five times their relative share within the national population. And they are four times as likely to be killed by a police officer as an unarmed white male. So this illustrates two key important points, is that clearly there is evidence of a racial disparity in the use of lethal force by law enforcement, even amidst a decline in fatal police shootings across the country. And secondly, black males, and in particular unarmed black males, are at a greater risk and have more vulnerability to being a victim of a fatal police shooting relative to their white male counterparts and all other individuals across the country. Well, the only problem with that is that it's not true. And um, this is important to me because the whole Black Lives Matter movement, uh, the, uh, the adoration and sympathy for Colin Kaepernick and the slobbering over him for being so courageous to stand up for what is considered to be just such a worthy cause, which it would be if it were true. But unfortunately for Colin Kaepernick, and fortunately for everybody else, including uh, black males, it's not true. Um, a study was done by a couple of professors at the University of Maryland and at Michigan State, and it came out, uh, the study, the results of the study just came out yesterday. And I'm just going to read you some highlights. It's called, the truth behind racial disparities in fatal police shootings. And uh, I'm just going to, um, I have some things highlighted here. White police officers are not more likely to shoot minority citizens than non-white officers. This is uh, after extensive research and looking at lots of data. Uh, Joseph Cesario is one of the co-authors. He's, he's uh, a professor of psychology at Michigan State. And here's a quote from him. There are so many examples of people saying that when black citizens are shot by police, it's white officers shooting them. In fact, our findings show no support for the idea that white officers are biased in shooting black citizens. And uh, these are based on this, his statement and their research is based on an independent database Cesario and his team created that cataloged each police shooting from 2015. And they, they contacted every police department that had a fatal police shooting to get the race, sex, and years of experience for every officer involved in each incident. And here's what he says. This is a quote from Cesario. We found that the race of the officer doesn't matter when it comes to predicting whether blacks or white citizens are shot. If anything, black officers are more likely to shoot black citizens. Are you, you want me to read that again? This is two uh, college professors and extensive research looking at hard data. If anything, black officers are more likely to shoot black citizens, but this is because black officers are drawn from the same population that they police. So the more black citizens there are in a community, the more black police officers there are. The data show that it's not racial bias on behalf of white officers relative to black officers when it comes to fatal shootings. And that's good news. The bad news, Cesario said, is that internal policy changes such as diversifying police forces may not reduce shootings of minority citizens. Uh, and then he goes on to say, uh, and the report goes on to say, many people ask whether black or white citizens are more likely to be shot and why. Quote, 
We found that violent crime rates are the driving force behind fatal shootings. Our data show that the rate of crime by each race group, in other words, who is being confronted by police because they may or may not have committed a crime, at least they're suspected of it. Our data show that the rate of crime by each racial group predicts the livelihood of citizens, likelihood, I'm sorry, of citizens from that racial group being shot. If you live in a county, listen to this now, if you live in a county that has a lot of white people committing crimes, white people are more likely to be shot. Isn't that a surprise? If you live in a county that has a lot of black people committing prize, uh, crimes, black people are more likely to be shot. It's the best predictor we have of fatal police shootings. Where you live and who's committing the crimes will di- dictate it. Uh, and he says here, the vast majority between 90% and 95%, 90% and 95% of the civilians shot by officers were actively attacking police or other citizens when they were shot. 90% also were armed with a weapon when they were shot. In horrific cases of accidental shootings like mistaking a cell phone for a gun, uh, they, they see, he says those are rare. We hear about the the really horrendous and tragic cases of police shootings for a reason. Uh, for a reason, they're uh, they're awful cases. They have major implications for police community relations, and so they should get attention. But he says, but this ends up skewing perceptions about police shootings and uh, leads uh, to uh, you know, misunderstanding of the situation. One thing that was uh, surprising to the researchers, Casario said, were the number of mental health cases that resulted in fatal officer, shooting, uh, fatal officer shootings. This is uh, a quote also. Nearly 50% of all fatal shootings involving white civilians were because of mental health. It also accounted to nearly 20% of black civilians and 30% of Hispanics. These indicated two types of mental health issues. The first, suicide by cop. When someone decides that they're going to attack police because they want the cops to kill them. Although white officers are not more likely than black officers to shoot black citizens when looking at fatal shootings, the data are too uncertain to draw firm conclusions once different subtypes of shootings, such as shootings of unarmed citizens, are examined. And you know why this is really hard for them to do? Because these types of shootings are too rare for strong conclusions to be drawn. Cesario said that better record keeping, such as the FBI's National Use of Police Data Collection, which launched in 2018 and 2019, will enable researchers to understand police shootings in finer detail. So that's what they came up with. And this entire narrative about Colin Kaepernick and what a brave guy he is for drawing attention to this issue is blown completely out of the water by this study. Uh, but here's the point, for me anyway. The media will completely ignore this. My my liberal friends in the sports media, they will, I guarantee you, within the next couple of days, if the name Colin Kaepernick comes up, they'll talk about him in the same terms, that he's courageous, that he's drawing attention to something that needs to be discussed, and it's a bunch of baloney, okay? It's just not true. It's a myth. And think of all the the hassle and all the uh, angst that's created by this myth that is continually pushed, that cops are out there looking for, white cops are out there looking for young black men to shoot for no reason. Not to say that it hasn't happened and it won't happen again, but it is not the problem that people like Colin Kaepernick would like you to believe. So... I just thought that needed to be said, and I'm going to keep this thing handy. We're going to maybe try to get somebody who participated in this study on the show. But just keep all this in mind the next time you hear somebody praising Colin Kaepernick. When we come back, we're going to talk about a uh, we're going to talk to somebody from Judicial Watch about you know a congressman who may have married her brother. We'll be back. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. President Trump says the Russia probe created a phony cloud over his administration 
It says House committee hearings featuring testimony from special counsel Robert Mueller were all nonsense. President Trump says Mueller's performance was quoting here, obviously not very good and is accusing him of not knowing about certain details of his investigation. Mr. Trump is calling it a devastating day for the Democrats. After the congressional hearings ended, Mr. Trump spoke to reporters at the White House before departing for Wheeling, West Virginia. And on Wall Street, a mixed day today as the Dow Jones Industrial Average was down by 79 points. It closed at 27,269 But the Nasdaq rose by 71 points, with the S&P 500 advancing by 14. Oil dropped 89 cents to close at $55.88 a barrel. This is SRN News. Morning Bullets is asking for the public to respond to a nationwide poll that could help policy in 2020. This is your chance to be heard by the decision makers all the way up the chain. Their question, should the federal government provide free health care to illegal immigrants? Yes or no? Visit trumpspulseonamerica.com to let your voice be heard before the decisions are made for you. Medical services are guaranteed by the Emergency Treatment and Active Labor Act and require hospitals to provide care regardless of citizenship, legal status, or ability to pay. The Federation for American Immigration Reform reported that medical expenditures for illegal immigrants was over $17 billion in 2017 alone. The decision is up for debate and the policymakers want to hear what the public thinks. Should the federal government provide free health care to illegal immigrants? Yes or no? Go to trumpspulseonamerica.com now to vote. That's trumpspulseonamerica.com. trumpspulseonamerica.com. Be heard. Dr. Sebastian Gorka sees a serious situation in Congress. My uh, engineer Leroy said, you know who these people remind me of? The protesters from the 60s. You're right, Leroy, but you know what the big difference is? None of them were elected to Congress. And that's why the situation is even more serious. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 3, right before John Steigerwald at 5 on AM 1250. The Answer. Homeowners love their Pella windows and doors, and we love how happy we made Susan from Sewickley. I just have to tell you, this bay window is absolutely beautiful. I mean, it's fantastic. It really is beautiful. I mean, beautiful. Can we install some happiness for you? Right now, get 50% off installation or 18 months, no payments, no interest. Call for your free consultation. We'll come to you. 888-78-PELLA, PellaPittsburgh.com. Are you worried that the next market downturn could rob you of your wealth and your security? Are you concerned that your lifetime may last longer than your life savings? You don't have to be. For over 30 years, Gary Hunt has advocated for strong retirement principles, helping families in Allegheny and Westmoreland generate more income while protecting their retirement funds. And Gary now offers retirement-minded savers and investors a free book so you can better understand what it takes to structure a more stable, secure, and confident retirement. Call Gary Hunt and request your copy of Income Allocation. 844-366-HUNT. That's 844-366-4868. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. Community Bank. City Mission. Number one Cochrane. Highmark Stadium. Peters Township Community Center. Angelo's Restaurant. What do all these businesses have in common? Nello Construction. Design and build with one company. Nello Construction. Full service construction from the ground up. Renovation. Expansion. Nello Construction. The choice for business. See the projects. Begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. We're looking at some heavy delays on northbound 79 Mount Eva Road up to 910 and your Jam McClellan Road to approaching 50. That because of an accident. Also very busy on the Parkway North outbound from Perrysville up to Union Avenue. Parkway West, that's all stacked up inbound from 79 to the Fort Pitt Tunnel outbound Parkway East from Boulevard of the Allies to Edgewood Swissvale. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. 
Mainly clear with areas of fog late for the rest of your Wednesday. Tonight's low 57. Hazy sunshine for Thursday. High 79. Thursday night clear. Low 60. Mostly sunny on Friday. High 83. Saturday mostly sunny with a high 84. And sun and clouds on Sunday. High 83. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250, The Answer. Well, there aren't many things left in politics that would shock anybody, you wouldn't think. Uh, Maybe a congresswoman getting to where she is by, you know, marrying her brother might qualify. Uh, There's a pretty good bit of evidence that Elon Omar of Minnesota did just that. And the people at Judicial Watch think something ought to be done about it. Judicial Watch uh, filed an ethics complaint yesterday. Chris Farrell is the Director of Investigations and Research at Judicial Watch, and he joins us now. Chris, thanks for being with us again. Great to be with you. Thanks. So what exactly is an ethics complaint, and who do you complain to, and what's the objective? So Congress has the ability, in fact, it has the requirement to police itself and to uh, have a, a way in which people can file complaints uh, about the conduct of members of Congress if they're abusing the position or if they're, they're engaged in some kind of unlawful uh, conduct. And so they created this Office of, Gov- uh, Office of Con- Congressional Ethics, which reviews and does sort of a preliminary inquiry. And once they've established that there's sufficient basis, they then refer the case to the actual House Ethics Committee for discipline. And so this is uh, step one in a two- or three-step process, which will hopefully uh, result in uh, Representative Omar getting the scrutiny that she uh, so richly deserves. So uh, you obviously at Judicial Watch are uh, an outside agency. You're not part of Congress. And so um, this is something, you know, if you hear you described it as the uh, the the or the the group in Congress that uh, deals with this, it would sound like something that only Congress can deal with. But you're coming in from uh, outside and filing this complaint. Is it all? Is it something that's normally filed within the House by pe- members of the House? Uh, they they have the ability of, to do that, yes. But uh, you know, there's this uh, perverse situation where it's like the old days of the Soviet Union with mutually assured destruction. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes members of the House are quite reluctant to file a claim because uh, once you launch one, uh, you can expect a retaliatory strike by the other side. Ah. And, so, and so there's sort of this uh, peculiar peace between uh, the, the Dems and the Republicans over filing these sorts of complaints, but that's exactly why Judicial Watch exists, because uh, we're not concerned about, you know, whose feelings are going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. We want to speak with the real story is. What, um, it would seem to me that the, that this is uh, something that if if everybody in in the House decide, and the House of Representatives, or in, in Congress in general, if they decided to do this, it could go on for a while. Uh, you know, filing <laughs> yeah. ethics complaints, because there's a lot of ethics being violated there, I think. Down in D.C., just me. They might create an office to find people that don't have ethics complaints. might be easier. (laughs) And we're we're talking about crimes here for Elon Omar, uh, not just violations of congressional regulations uh, or uh, ethics. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what makes this so serious. This isn't, oh, you you didn't fill out your financial disclosure form correctly, right? That's sort of an administrative error. In this case... We're talking about, you know, marriage fraud, immigration fraud, uh, tax fraud. These are very serious questions. There's substantial documentary evidence that merits uh, this preliminary inquiry. There's been some great work done by some investigative journalists who have gotten public records and done interviews and their own investigative legwork and put it all together. And we were impressed by that. And we said, look, we need to formally... uh, call this to their attention and get them to do something instead of, you know, staring out the window. And that you're talking about Powerline blog and... Um, exactly, yeah. exactly. There's, there's one particular story that kind of wraps it up neatly in a bow by a gentleman named David Steinberg, but he is joined by uh, two other journalists, Scott Johnson and Preya Samsundar, who have spent the last couple of years, actually three years, I guess, uh, going and doing the actual legwork on the ground in Minnesota, doing interviews, 
uh, archiving websites and social media stuff to capture and, and to, to document all the weird disconnected lines uh, connect, you know, drawn back towards Ilan Omar. Yeah, and um, I, I have a feeling that if, and with all due respect to the Powerline blog, it's not exactly ABC or CNN or NBC uh, investigating this. Um, I have a feeling that if there was a report that a Republican congresswoman may have married her brother, this might be getting a little bit more attention? Oh, it would be wall-to-wall on all the usual you know, lefty uh, media outlets. Yeah, it would be nonstop. Yeah, the, 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 all of the sort of, well, just the, the standard leftist media, you know, they've, uh, they're playing ostrich on this one. They've got their heads so far down the sand, uh, tough to find. Uh, and, and, of course, anyone who does raise these issues, you know, but usually the first word out of someone's mouth in criticism is racist, racist, right? So no question. Because... It has nothing to do with race. It has everything to do with personal conduct. Yeah, no, and so what new information did you guys at, at um, um, Judicial Watch see that made you decide to, to do this, to go for the uh, ethics complaint? Well, it was, just, it, it was the, the compilation of this three-year-long investigation. And, you know, the work by, I want to give credit where it's due, the work by Steinberg, Johnson, and Samsundar, uh, which was really kind of wrapped up in, in one uh, sort of capstone article in the last week, goes in and really point by point takes apart Omar's various claims about, uh, you know, whether it was her marriages to various people, the brothers involved in that saga, uh, immigration fraud, getting him from the UK to this country, uh, marriage certificates, multiple marriage certificates that are filed. Um, there's, there's social media imagery that that appears to show that omar really isn't omar that maybe her real last name is elmi because she has a sibling in the united kingdom and so there's there's archived social media pages where there's representations made that there's other relatives that you know she doesn't choose to talk talk about and there's a document on file in minnesota uh... an application for an order of service by alternate means wherein she's filing for divorce and claiming that she hasn't been in contact and doesn't know how to get a hold of her former husband, but there's contemporaneous social uh, social media imagery showing that they were in contact. Pictures. There's all these contradictions. Yeah. There's all this kind of, it looks like, perjurious filings. It also plays into her IRS, her filings, as to whether she's married or not or who she's married to. It, it's, it's, uh, it is a, a, a spider web of of stuff that really needs to be unwound. Um, and, and you're talking, when you said imagery, you're talking about a picture of her with someone she says she hasn't seen for a long time. Correct. Correct. And, These are social media postings, right? Yeah. There's pictures put up. There's also pictures from, from the UK where she visited, I believe, in 2015 with someone who she describes as her sister, but they don't have the same last name. The part of it is because the family split. They one part of the family went to the UK, the other part came to the United States. But there's there's still apparently blood relations, and that's where the brother shows up because he wanted to emigrate from the UK to the US. And arguably, this is the scenario. It needs to be run down. It needs to be 100% documented. But this this is what appears to be her brother that she marries in order to facilitate the the. Uh, the immigration status, and of course that would be fraudulent, right? That would be an abuse of the system if she did that. And she became a citizen several years ago. I think she was ten years old or something. Well, uh, she came over, yeah, out of Somalia. She was like ten or twelve years old when she came out, and obviously that, that that's her father's doing, not mm -hmm, hers. Right. But somewhere, but somewhere down the road, once she reaches her majority, uh, you know, she needs to take responsibility for her own conduct and. and we're not saying that the twelve-year-old is is at fault. No, right. but but the grown woman who's marrying and going to school and having kids—that person, the person now running for Congress—she needs to answer for her conduct. We're, we're talking to Chris Farrell. He's the director of investigations and research at Judicial Watch. Uh, they've uh, filed an ethics complaint about uh, Elon Omar. So, what what exactly, uh, more specifically, if you can, were the benefits? that she would get from marrying her brother, which is just something that you don't hear every day. 
You don't hear that every day, thank no. goodness. Uh, but this is something that would uh, that seemed to facilitate the brothers' entry uh, into the United States, and then secondarily, uh, they both attended North Dakota State University, and there could have been—we don't know—but there could have been illicit benefits, uh, you know, for attendance at school, whether it's student loans, you know, work status, etc. Uh, derived from the immigration fraud. And so, again, this all needs to be explained uh, because, you know, marrying your brother to do an end run around immigration that also gets you citizenship benefits that you then use for education, and they're all linked. One, one flows from the next. And David Steinberg, who's part of the group that did the investigating on this from Powerline Blog, he says this could be one of the biggest scandals in the history of Congress. Do you think that's too strong? Uh, when it comes to the to the the particular actions of a, of an individual member, yes, we've had lots of other fraud and, and crazy abuse of power and office by other congressmen, but this in particular is really uh, it's a pretty insidious story, and uh, they've gone to great lengths, the reporters involved, to actually get the documentation. So this isn't just rumor mill and scuttlebutt and, you know, innuendo, they've done the legwork and they've gotten this documentary evidence. They've gone to the courthouses in Minnesota. They've pulled the public records. It's really quite compelling. It's, it's not, you know, it's not rock, rock solid. It's up in the 90th percentile. Mm-hmm. But, because, but because there is such substantial information, uh, documentary evidence, uh, it really begs to have a serious inquiry done. Well, it, since you have filed this complaint with Congress, uh, with the House, um, they have quite a bit of power uh, if they want to use it. That would seem that if that if the right people at, and and the House were interested in it, that the um, that the that it would become much more rock solid. The evidence that they, they could they could uh, confirm Nancy all this Pelosi stuff. Call, Nancy Pelosi, call your office. Yeah. Um, there's going to be have to be somebody with enough intellectual integrity and spine to once all the documents are assembled and, and they are. I mean, we produced this for them. Mm-hmm. That any anybody with you know even marginally trying to be honest about it says, "Hey, look, this story looks weird and it really merits an investigation." Now, the, 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 the follow-on question is, do they have the stomach or the guts to do it? Wow. And now, you guys at, at, at Judicial Watch do this stuff all the time. Uh, for Correct. people who don't, just uh, give me a, a, an idea of just what it's like when you the, – the procedure of filing this complaint and the reaction you get and how you do it and who, who, who's the first to see it. Yeah. So, what, you know, we have our own investigative capability here at Judicial Watch. We're very fortunate. We have – former law enforcement intelligence officers. Uh, we have quite a, a, a star-studded cast of uh, investigators and researchers here, as well as a, a very talented legal team. And so when these issues come up, you know, they go to work and they start running leads down and gathering information. The, the actual complaint itself, itself is in the form of a letter. And so we filed a bunch of these. So <laughs> we're good at doing the letter, I can tell you that much. Um, and then the irony of ironies, uh, the Office of Congressional Ethics just happens to be in the same building that we are. So oh. it's a matter of taking the elevator upstairs and <laughs> ringing the doorbell. Wow. Um, and, uh, and so we serve it on them and say, you know, here's our complaint. Um, and th- it then rests with them to uh, review it, you know, log it in and take action. I'm running out of time here, but I just uh, we're we're talking to Chris Farrell, the director of investigations and research at Judicial Watch. Uh, so, how soon can you and we expect a response? Uh, they'll at least send an acknowledgement uh, of receipt of the complaint. I would expect we'd have that acknowledgement, uh, you know, probably early ne- early next week. Uh, and then the clock starts ticking, and they need to act on it, you know, and. Uh, I, I can't give you a hard number. There isn't a statutory requirement for them to act within, you know, 30 days or whatever. Uh, but we're not going to let it go. We're not going to forget it. And uh, we'll press them uh, administratively, uh, at least, uh, to move on it. They can't be compelled by court process because the Congress polices itself in that manner. Mm-hmm. But we can also make it uh, increasingly, you know, awkward. Awkward questions go a long way. 
Has anybody in the Democrat Party come to her defense on this, or are they just totally ignoring it at this point? I think they're just doing the ostrich thing. They've got mm-hmm. their head in the sand. She refuses to respond. But there's been reporters who have come up to her, uh, you know, and also made made formal inquiries. It's not it's not, not just sort of ambush guerrilla journalism, but it's been, you know, formal requests to the office to respond or you know, give some kind of a a, a, a rebuttal or reply. Uh, and they have scrupulously ignored uh, all the requests from media. Well, hey, I'm I'm out of time, Chris. Uh, I, I did see a survey, by the way, that said I think 35 percent of the people surveyed said that if you criticize a person of color who is a, politi- a po- politician in politics, you are a racist. So uh, good luck with that. So that, that's well, that, 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 that somehow ties individual conduct to skin pigmentation. Yeah, yeah. The people that make those claims are racialists themselves. That's right. I appreciate it, Chris. Uh, good work. Hope to have you on again soon. Thanks. Thank you. Okay, that's Chris Farrell of Judicial Watch. Pay attention to this story, but don't expect to see too much of it on MSNBC, CNN, ABC, CBS, PBS. We'll be back. Recent storms have done a number on Pittsburgh homes and businesses. This is John Steigerwald. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. All you have to do is visit windowsrspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. Why pay twice as much with other companies? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsrspittsburgh.com. Mention STAG for an additional 10% off at windowsrspittsburgh.com. That's windowsrspittsburgh.com. Windows R Us, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday right here on the John Steigerwald Show. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. A couple of weeks ago, we had Rocky Blyer here to talk about his work with Miracle League in Moon Township. Fields for athletes with special needs. Jim Leland, the Pirates' former manager, is also involved in that project. Jim, thanks for being here. Great to be here, John. Great to talk to you. Tell me about the Miracle League of Moon Township. It's just a great thing for these kids, and it's a wonderful opportunity for people to participate. Some people are a little less fortunate than others, and I think it's just a great opportunity for people to volunteer and to help out and put a smile on somebody's face. I've seen the field that they put out in Upper St. Clair. It's amazing. Oh, it's unbelievable the way they construct these things. They have the ramps and everything for the kids. It takes a little stress off the parents. I think it's what Pittsburgh's all about. It's just a great thing. It'll serve Montour, West Allegheny, Moon, Sewickley, Weirton, Steubenville, Beaver County, and surrounding communities. Approximately 100 to 200 children will be eligible to participate, and it'll also serve adults with special needs. So it's a great cause. And if you'd like to see how you can help, maybe donate some money, check it out at miraclesinmoon.org. Miracles in Moon. We'll be right back. Warning. Property protected by electric fence. Sharks sighted in water. Warnings are truly handy. Bridge out. But you may not always get a warning when it comes to threats to your identity or the personal information on your devices. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection includes Norton Security for even more protection. LifeLock uses proprietary technology to help detect identity threats, like your personal info for sale on the dark web. And Norton Security protects up to five devices from ransomware and other online threats. Plus, if you have a problem, our agents will work to fix it. Of course, no one can prevent all identity theft or cybercrime or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but having someone looking out for you... Warning, minefield ahead. ...will help keep you out of danger. Join now and get 10% off your first year. Go to lifelock.com and enter promo code TITTLE. That's promo code TITTLE for 10% off. LifeLock with Norton. More detection more protection. Are you overwhelmed, unable to think clearly or sleep well at night, or just trudging through each day but not really enjoying your life? I'm a counselor with Faithful Counseling, and that feeling of distress can sometimes be because you're wrestling with a problem that seems too big or too impossible to overcome. Other times, people are consumed by a past hurt. I'm part of a network of Christian counselors, fellow believers, trusted therapists who share your faith. We want to give you a free week so you can try us out. You can begin a conversation with one of us by text or phone, even video conferencing today. Are you ready to shake this off and begin enjoying your life? If it's not for you, cancel during your first week and you'll not pay a dime. 
go to tryfaithfulcounseling.com. It's time to talk to someone who can help. Go now to tryfaithfulcounseling.com. It's so easy to get started, and your first week is free. Go now to tryfaithfulcounseling.com. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Okay, we started with uh, Robert Mueller's impressive performance at the uh, at the hearing today. Uh, let's finish up with uh, just a little montage of kind of how it went for him and therefore the Democrats and their friends in the media. The president committed the crime of obstruction. You could not publicly state that in your report or here today. Can you repeat the question, sir? You're going to have to repeat that for me. Can you repeat the last part of that question? Yeah. Which act? Pardon? Can you read the last question? The last question was... I want to make certain I got it accurate. I'm sorry, could you restate? The individual is in fact obligated to provide what's being demanded by the regulation or statute, meaning you don't have any wiggle room, right? I'd have to look more closely at the statute. I just read it to you. And what was the question, sir? The multimedia marketplace. And where are you reading from on that? I'm reading from my question. Uh, then could well, you that's it? enough. Okay. Uh, let's not torture him anymore. Anyway, somebody keeps coming in there and saying Grabian. That's where it came from, the the, the audio. I should have given him credit anyway. Uh, Grabian Media, G-R-A-B-I-E-N.com. Um, that's uh, kind of how it went today for uh, Robert Mueller. So um, <clears throat> there you have it. I mean, this was, this was uh, first of all, he was supposed to uh, testify last week, and they put it off. He sent a letter to the uh, uh, Justice Department asking them what he should and shouldn't say and what he sh- uh, uh, would be avoiding, what he should be avoiding as far as uh, line of questioning. And so that was a sign right there that the Democrats might not have a big day today. It's funny, I watched, I flipped around during the break and watched the networks. Fox, of course, is saying it was a terrible day for the Democrats. That's also what the president said. Both NBC, MSNBC and CNN were talking about uh, the fact that Mueller, man, he really nailed Donald Trump today. So that's what you got if you watch local or cable news tonight. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.